Welcome to the party! Bang bang! Oh man, sorry about the background noise. Um, my housemate is going for the world record for the most noise you can fucking make while someone's recording a podcast, but that's alright. Um, so I'll keep this quick uh, so you guys don't have to listen to all of this, but um, you probably can't even hear it. Uh, listening to this but it is in it's it feels like it's inside my brain um but we have got a guest on the show today very interesting um a strong man uh, i learned a lot about the sport and um well i don't want to give too much away he uh you know he helps us out with um with some explanations of what of the ins and outs um, there was a viral video that went around a couple of weeks ago of some dude breaking a record or something for the heaviest deadlift and blood like rushing out his face. Um, we'll get money making Mitch to put that on the um, fucking social media so you can have a look at that shit so you know what we're talking about. But um, yeah, uh, make sure you pay attention and um, uh, without further... I do. I don't know why I always say that when I'm um, trying to introduce these guests we have. And just then it sounded like I was um, from New Zealand. I feel like I said, say that. I don't know why I always say that, bro. It's ridiculous. I'm going to have to have a chat with them. Um, anyway, this is Jordan Biggie Steffens. One yeah. after another, big man. This one after another. Yeah. So, so what? What are you um, <clears throat> coaching? Like I'm the state weightlifting coach now. Oh, okay. So obviously, from back in the day when Sassy used to have the weightlifting, now they've been kicked out. So they, yeah. they no longer have weightlifting there anymore. So basically, I run out of a gym just south of the city. Yeah. The weightlifting club. So coach all the guys for weightlifting, really. Oh, okay. And then doing clients as well, one-on-one clients. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, and right. it's still bouncing as well. So. Yeah, where 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 at? You know the Ed in Mitchell. Oh yep, yep. Down there, man. Yep, still there. Because yeah. I've yeah I've run into you there before. That's what now, nine years. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> you think I would have moved on by now? Forever, <laughs> man. Still there, man. Still yeah. there. Which is like I said, it's good, but it's just, mate, been there so long. It's like I'm getting up a long service, man. Yeah. That's the only reason why I stay there. Yeah. Long service, leave good yeah. money and. Time off. So. That'd be sick. Yeah. Got any plans for for that? Still gotta wait another year, so let's see if I can get through the next well probably actually year and a half. Yeah. So if I can get through that, I'll do it. If I can't, well, it yeah. is what it is, man. It is what it is. And you? Um shit. Not not <coughs> much. Just trying to yeah, get this podcast um Is this you here? Yeah. This is yours? Yeah. Great. Oh, no, oh, no, no. Don't own this. Oh, no. Just rent. Rent? Yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, you live here. This yeah. Is, yeah, beautiful, yeah. man. Great. Yeah, yeah. So, um... Beautiful place, man. Close to the beach. Also. Yeah, yeah. And like, um, straight shot into the city. And, right yeah. to the airport if you needed to. Yeah, yeah. It's easy. But yeah, just do it now. <clears throat> I quit. I quit basketball. So. Yeah, you're saying, man. Yeah. What happened there? I just had <clears throat> disagreement with the coach and... Um, yeah. it is what it is yeah and like um, my knees are pretty bad anyway so um, uh, my surgeon didn't want me to play anyway so sort of like a have you had done have you had surgeries yet yeah so I've had the lateral meniscus removed in both of them so it's just bone on bone in there grinding away so yeah okay yeah yeah um, not really what you want especially now you're sort of like we're not old we're, well we're getting older but we're yeah. not old by any standard but you're starting to get that you know, that point in your life where you're like, is it, not is it worth it anymore, but yeah, yeah. you've got to think future. Yeah, long term. You're working or? Yeah, so I'm working, um, I'm a rehab counsellor for, okay. um, for out on the army base, so I'm, I have to go out to Edinburgh every day, so. Okay, right. Do um, you do much with, the, is it just the army or do you do the Air Force or do you everyone? Um, <clears throat> mostly army. I've got a couple of clients that are Air Force. Because there's a dude I'm now coaching at my gym, Andrew Alex Tell. Okay. 
weightlifting dude. He's just taking on weightlifting. Yeah. But he, he works out of Edinburgh right oh, okay. out of the base as well. Yeah. And there was a chick that just did a weightlifting course. It's a big, big base. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's people yeah. everywhere. Yeah. But I didn't know how many people you would have had doing weightlifting there. But yeah. Yeah, there's a few. Starting to get a few people from the base too, which is good. Yeah. Really, really good. Is it good there at least though? Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. It's just like far. <laughs> it's just far. Yeah. yeah. Especially but, every day. Is it nine till five? Uh, yeah, nine to five, eight thirty to five. Okay. And then um, some days on a Keswick though as well. Oh, so the barracks up there. Yeah, so that's not bad. Do you have anything to do with a girl named Vashti? No. Henderson? Okay. No. She's a uh, medic. She works at Keswick. I'm oh, okay. Sure. So... Yeah. And she's had heaps of injuries because she plays for the army rugby. Oh, right. But she's done like, she's had her spine, um, not welded, but fused. Yeah. Um, yeah, fuck that. She's had something else in her shoulder too. She, but now she's got a frozen shoulder yeah. from the surgery. Oh, okay. So, which I'm sure you've seen plenty yeah. of doing what you do. Yeah. Because I'm assuming you work with those guys. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but that's good. Yeah. You enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, but yeah, wouldn't mind um, going part time. So, trying to get this going. Get this going, and yeah. How's it been? Yeah, good, good. Um, loving it. It's just I, I just enjoy it. It's just so much, so much fun, and um, just talking, man. Yeah, doing yeah. your thing, which talking is, shit, <laughs> which is perfect, man. Yeah. Hey, if you can get paid to talk shit, yeah. Fuck me, yeah, you are doing it. well, man. Yeah, and don't have to like answer to anybody. You can can say what you're I want. You're the man. Can curse, yeah. you know, So you're the man. Yeah, it's good. But um, how about so with the the strongman stuff? Like, what have you got planned? You you said you've got some history or something. That I can't say anything okay. about yet. Yeah. Though I'd love to, but unfortunately, I'm just not allowed to bring it out yet because. Yeah there's some things that need to be ticked off the boxes first. So it's 100% happening. It's in, is it here in Adelaide? Or yeah, Mount Barker. Mount Barker, okay. Um, so uh, on my on my Instagram, it's funny, I'm hashtagging this thing in my Instagram. Yeah. And no one has a clue what it is. Okay. But um, it's like hashtag, hashtag 621. 621. So okay. if you see that, that's something to do with what's coming up. But um. Yeah, I've got to keep it quiet. It should be coming out relatively soon, but I'm off into Melbourne this weekend for the Arnold. Yep. That's in Melbourne this weekend, so I'll MC the pro show for that. So okay. I should just sit in the microphone for two days. Oh, and, that's all right. Yeah, and work with the pro guys, which is always good, as you get with basketball when you're yep. working with the pro-level guys. They're easy to work with because yep. they, they know the drill. They're just easy to work with. You can talk to them because they know how to talk to people. Yeah. So like, same as the podcast stuff with emceeing, you know, I've got a microphone here and constantly talking to the crowd, to the, the camera, talking to the athletes. Yeah. But they're easy. Even the guys that don't talk English or struggle with English, they're still professional and they're yeah. easy to work with. So there was a few guys, there was two Polish guys that were meant to come over and one of them's dropped out with injury. The other one's dropped out with pneumonia. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they just, because they just had the Arnold's in, yeah which is like massive yeah huge so a lot of the guys that were meant to come to Australia for the Aussie Arnolds haven't they've had to drop out injuries whatever whatever yeah but um the two Polish guys are out there's a Russian dude who you might have seen on YouTube the one with all the blood that came out of his oh face. yeah 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 Shizlikov his name is he was here in Australia last year and I've met him in Russia every time I've been over he's a nice guy yeah English is not great like my Russian is poor yeah um, but um, he's just a really easy guy to get along with yeah. like really easy guy what was it so what was the go with that that lift so he, if, if you watch it if you watch it it's mainly because the blood vessels in the head so uh, you know being a gym guy yourself you've been to the gym you know when you pick up a heavy weight your, your blood rushes to your head yeah same deal man it's exactly the same deal except for these guys they're deadlifting what was it like four four 53 or something or 463 something something ridiculous oh, it was huge man it was, it was huge yeah, like, and you see the effort he puts in so you think the blood pressure for those guys yeah. being huge guys in general the blood pressure just goes through the roof yeah yeah just pisses blood oh, shit. that shit did not look healthy man like, oh, I wouldn't say it would be that healthy yeah. either, to be honest with you man I, I, but he he got the lift done yeah he pulled the lift yeah. and locked it out and you just see him he's funny because he's 
his nickname is the Black Death. That's what they call him in Russia because he's ex-special forces out of Russia. Oh. So like, he's a serious, serious dude. But he's so lovely, just such a nice guy to talk to. He's just, like, he'll get a photo with anyone. He's always got a smile on his face, and it's funny. He's He actually did it last year doing an event here in, in, um, in Melbourne. I was on the microphone, and I've looked around at him, and I've seen blood come over his nose, and I've gone, he's okay, folks, he's all right. It's just, you know, this, this, and this. Yeah. And, you know, he's he comes up, and he, he apologizes to you. He's, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. I said, mate, don't... Don't apologize. Yeah. It happens, you know, and you know, he's one of those type of guys, real, real good, but you know, he's a serious dude. Yeah. Like a, he wouldn't be the type of dude you want to mess with or right. you probably go missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so um he's he's cool, man. But all those guys are cool. Yeah. Easy to work And then with. so they're all they're all natural dudes, like or what like as in are they are they juicing or they're, it's a non-drug tested sport. It's a non-drug tested sport. Non-drug tested sport. I didn't know that. It's not weightlifting. It's not weightlifting. You can't. There's no. There's no strongman at the Olympics. It's non-drug tested. Right. Yeah. So, fuck. You do all the uh, Atlas stones and shit. You do pull trucks. <laughs> or yeah. So <laughs> we, we 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 were in we were in um we were in Port Lincoln. This this one will blow your mind actually. I got a friend of mine which I'll show you a photo of later. She was actually training with me before, but we pulled a truck in Port Lincoln at Tunarama, which is a huge tuna festival there. They gave us a, they usually give us a just a normal truck, something like twenty tons, seventeen, twenty ton. This year they gave us a road train with thirty tons, forty two wheels on the ground, and they set the truck up the opposite way to normal. So usually you pull on a dead flat and it does dip down just slightly mm-hmm. after probably the first 10 meters. Okay. So you pull the start relatively flat and that does help you out after about 10 meters. Okay. Think about it the other way. Yeah. You're pulling the first 10 meters up oh. a slight incline and then straight. But where they'd set it up is they'd actually set it up on a flat spot to start then up and then flat. So you actually, there's a video up on like Studio 10, they were up there and they filmed okay. it. <clears throat> and you see us, you see me pulling the truck. The start looks hard because it's a huge truck and heavy as. And you see me get to the end point where the hill comes in and I rear up because the truck's wanting to pull me backwards and I'm All sitting right. there and it's just like, yay, fuck, come on. Yeah. And then just as it starts to level out again, you can see me coming back down right. to try and get low again, like a bit like a rugby scrum. Yeah. But, you can feel when the truck pulls you up. You just... Because you basically think it. you got 30 ton. Yeah. Wanting to pull you backwards almost. Yeah. You know, wow. so... But we were down in Mount Gambia late last year because we do a lot of charity stuff. Um, we the, the guys I work with and myself, I do a lot of stuff. I try to do a lot of stuff for Variety. Okay. Car, Variety Bash. Yeah. And the Cancer Council. So we try and... You know, Strongman's the type of sport where we do get a, quite a bad reputation for... Obviously, the bleeding stuff and the, you know, a lot of my friends have, you know, a good two two friends of mine in the US have passed away from, you know, certain things in the sport, just overdoing it yeah. and that type of stuff. So, we, we do have a bit of a, a bad reputation to a certain extent. So, it's nice to try and build our reputation up as a good thing too. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of the guys are just awesome guys, lovely guys and, you know, they'll do anything to, to help anyone and that's what I try and do. So I try and work with charities as much as possible because it's a good cause, yeah. you know. I'm not, I don't have heaps of money, I'm not loaded so I can't give millions of dollars to charity but I can at least give my time and entertainment. Yeah, you know? and um, just spread the, you know, spread the word. Absolutely, yeah. through what we do. But I had a friend of mine, she came down and pulled a truck with me. She's 70 kilos. She's just about to go to the Commonwealth Games actually for weightlifting. And um, she pulled a 10-ton truck by herself. <laughs> how far How far do you pull them? Is it different? It, it's different depending on, on what we do. So the truck in Mount Gambia, I think we only pulled it 7 to 10 metres just for a bit of a show for yeah. the crowd. In Mount, uh, in, Mount Gambia, in Port Lincoln, that was more like 15 to 20 Okay. That was quite a long one and heavy, very, very heavy. How do you pull up after that? Um, for Port Lincoln, I, I've had a few little injuries in my back. I, I did an injury in Russia two years ago and it's just been niggling me. So I didn't train that hard for Port Lincoln. So yeah. I uh, had to pull a truck uh, on the 
Friday night and had to deadlift heavy Saturday morning. Yeah. So I woke up Saturday morning pretty stiff and then came out and deadlifted and blew my back out. Not too badly, but bad enough. And um, yeah, yeah. after pulling a truck, a real heavy one, you'd notice it. Yeah. You're tired as and you're just flat. And, you know, it's like anything when you go into the gym, but pulling a truck is such a, especially if it's a long uh, distance yeah that makes it just so much worse yeah. lactic acid build up and yeah yeah etc etc et so yeah the pulling the trucks and the lifting the stones and that but again uh, of recent times i haven't been competing as much yeah i uh, do a lot more demos and do a lot more mc work and do okay. a lot of work with um uh, the charity stuff yeah you know like yourself if you've been playing basketball for goodness knows how long man you've been doing it since you were young yeah you get to the point where you're sort of like well i love the sport I still love it. Yeah. Um, you've just got to try and, how do I put it, uh, work it into suit your lifestyle and work out what you're doing yeah. you know, with it, you know, and this is kind of the way I can still keep doing it. It's very hard being, I guess, who I am in the sport that I'm in. Yeah. You know, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. But it is what it is, man. So, but that's, that's taken you all over the world. Like, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I've been to Russia twice. Been to Japan, been to New Zealand, um, been to Europe. Haven't been to the US. Love to go to the US, but yeah. I haven't been to the US. And I'm in Hong Kong in four weeks to coach the Rugby Sevens team over there. Oh, okay. Um, they've got their Rugby Sevens tournament in Hong Kong, which is meant to be amazing. Yeah. And uh, one of my sponsors is uh, heavily involved with the Hong Kong rugby team. So they said they wanted a coach to go over and help their athletes out. Yeah. So... Said yeah, of course. Yeah, that's I'd love right. to. So it's definitely a huge tick in the box yeah. to, to coach, um, uh, to help coach one of the rugby clubs, especially Hong Kong, because yeah. in Hong Kong. So. Um, how long? How long have you been there for? I'm only there a few days. Yeah. I fly in thirty first, and I'm back fourth or fifth. I haven't got everything, all the details yet, but um, I'm in and out pretty quickly because they're they're actual. Games are only about three or four days after. Oh, okay. So I can't take them through a real heavy routine training. I've just got to sort of do some work with them. Yeah. Uh, maybe work with their coaches a bit too. Yeah. But it should be interesting. It should be fun. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, like I said, after that, I've got the I've got the event on um, uh, the event I can't talk about. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> in Mount Barker. Yeah, so. in Mount Barker. So um, it, look again, it'll it'll be um, it'll be an interesting little bit. So yeah, we'll see. Um. And so when, when you've gone to Russia, Japan, all this, mm. is that, do you have to fund that yourself or do you get, do, do I'm fundraising? I'm so lucky, man. I'm so lucky to have good sponsors here. Like uh, my sponsors are just awesome. Yeah. Like, so, been so, so lucky. Um, I'm, I'm very lucky. I get a lot of my flights covered. Like to Russia, I've been there to Russia the last two years. Mm-hmm. So 2017, 2016. And my sponsors paid for my flights. Um, and accommodation and I'll get my subs covered yeah my clothing is basically covered by my sponsors um you know my belts my knee sleeves my wrist wraps are all covered by sponsors because yeah. I've got sponsors to cover them like I'm really really lucky really lucky I've got my own Cairo sponsor like massage sponsor wow. like I'm yeah I'm yeah, yeah I'm very very lucky and I'm I've just got so much praise for the guys that look after me because they're such good people too. Like I'd never ever send anyone to see someone that I didn't respect a lot. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't go to see anyone just to get looked after because I, what I do is so bad for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been very lucky. So yeah, you know, when I was doing this, when I was doing the weightlifting, when I was doing the weightlifting, a bit different government sponsor yeah. type stuff, but strongman being, a professional sport, not an amateur sport. You basically prize money and that covers your flights and accommodation if you win. Yeah. And you've seen the guys that are at the pro level. Yeah. <laughs> There's no chance I'm knocking any of those guys no, off anytime soon. So it is crazy. Oh, they're yeah. all monsters, man. Yeah. They're absolute monsters. Like uh I remember my first pro show in two thousand twelve. I competed against Ed Hall, who's the guy everyone knows off of the guy that deadlifted 500 kilos. Yeah. My third event, I was with Thor Bjornsson, the mountain of Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. So, you know, these guys, Thor was something like six foot nine. He'd be similar to you, I yeah. guess, in height. But, 
he's 185 kilos with abs, man. Yeah, that's like, he is. That is crazy. Huge. Like he he walks through a crowd and it does your head in. Brian Shaw is very similar to the American guy. He's probably about the same height, maybe a little bit shorter. Not much, but he's more like 205 yeah. kilos. So that's yeah. like, what's that? For Americans, full 45? Yeah. <laughs> like wow. Monsters, man. These guys, they're not humans. They're yeah. not humans. Ed's my height. Ed Hall's my height. Uh, six, six foot, six one maybe. But he's 180, 190 kilos. He yeah. is just massive. You know, unless you're a giant, like you can take up strong men if you want. <laughs> like you're a giant man, and all you need to do is just stack on a yeah. bit, bit more weight, man. You, you, you'd smash strong man, but you got to be a giant. You yeah. have to be a giant to win. You just, if you're not uh, in these days, if you're not six foot five, and you're not one sixty plus, no disrespect to the guys that are smaller than that. Yeah, there's just no point. Right. <laughs> Like, you know, Ed's shorter than six foot five, but he's 180 kilos. Yeah. You know, but if, unless you're that much of a monster, it's a very different world. But again, I'd be assuming it's the same for ball, man. Mm. Um, you get the rare guys who are shorter or freaky, but yeah. Yeah. when you fill up a basketball team, how many guys are really tall? Yeah. How about, um, what? so what are the other events? So there's like the, the truck pulls, you've got the Atlas Stones. That's the cool thing about strongman. It can be absolutely anything you can think of, man. I've literally carried fridges. I've carried... I remember an event where we had to carry a Stobie pole. I've thrown a mini bike. I've, <laughs> yeah, man. I literally have done... Oh my, I'm trying to think of weird events. I've carried cars. I've flipped cars. I've flipped tires. Um, pulled, like, the main one that people think of are like your Atlas Stones, you know, your big log clean and press. Yeah. And, you know, your car deadlift and your tire deadlift and and all that kind of stuff. But you can do whatever you think in your mind. I've seen people tossing. Yeah. There's a guy in NZ, uh, John A. McFarlane, who's got the world record for people throwing. So he had, <laughs> yeah, serious, man. He got a dude in a harness. And there's video footage of this. I'm sure of it. And he's got the dude and he's done like a half turn and just gone, and just thrown the dude onto mats and they measured it. Like, yeah, strongman's just such a out there sport. You could do yeah. anything. You literally can do anything. You just rock up and yeah. expect, oh, I actually found a, oh, that now you asked events. We did, um, 2012, as I was saying before, was my first professional show. I was like 21 years old and we had all these American dudes, English dudes, South Africans. And there was Jordan, like 120 kilos, 21 years old, weak as, (laughs) (laughs) with all these monsters. And there was an event and I've tested it about a month beforehand and they called it Biggie's Red Rocket. It was a, it seriously, it was what they call a hip lift. Never ever, to any promoters that ever listen to stuff, if they hear this podcast, what it is, is it's literally a rocket between your legs, like an actual rocket. Yeah. You have this big, like a, like a, a safety handle thing that sits over your shoulders, or sorry, over your waist and clips onto a chain, which clips onto the rocket. Right. So you've got like this belt thing around your waist. You put your hands on your legs and you push yourself to try and stand up and break the rocket off the ground. Yeah, your face is telling me exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine doing it as an athlete? Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> so we've stood there and kid you not, the first weight we did was 800 kilos. I think, I think I made 950 or maybe 970, 970 kilos. Yeah, it was huge. The top guys did 1,280 kilos. It was massive. That is insane. Yeah. Like I said, I was 21 at the time. And I'm like, this event is so stupid. And yeah, it was basically, like I said, they call it a hip lift. So basically, all you had to do is have the weight around your hips, hands on the legs, basically try and partial squat, lift the rocket off the ground yeah. and there's little buzzers that would go off when it came off the ground and is it re- high reps or is it no, just you just you literally once? had to break both ends because it was on like a little pedestal yeah you just had to ba- break both ends off the ground and that was a good lift and you just keep going up and wait wow like I said I remember putting the belt on for the first time in warm ups 
and <sighs> I'm sitting there going, this is the most stupid and whatever. <laughs> you just do it because we're strong, I guess. But yeah, so you pushed up and locked out. And like I said, they, the reason why they did it is because they wanted a world record. Yeah. Because the world record was, I don't know, something like 1,200 kilos. And the guys they had there were like mustard dudes, strong as hell. So they wanted to just see if the guys could get world records. And they did. I think three guys actually broke the world record. Yeah. Which was great. But for an entertainment point of view, which strongman is very entertainment based. It's yeah. not it's not a real sport. Strongman's not a real sport. It's an entertainment. It's like, it's like wrestling without the rule without the winner being known already. Yeah. Except sometimes it's rigged, but we'll leave that aside. Um it's like wrestling, man. It's entertainment. It's entertaining to watch big dudes pull trucks. That's, oh, absolutely. That's entertainment. Yeah. Like, it's not like it's ever going to get in the Olympics. Um, you know, the athletes are serious athletes. It's like the wrestlers. They're serious yeah. athletes. Yeah. Like that Brock Lesnar, who's a wrestler, man. He is a serious, serious athlete. Yeah, yeah. Same as the strongman guys, but it's more entertainment-based, in my opinion, than it is a, a real, real, real Olympic-style sport. Yeah. Um, it's based off sports, Highland Games, stone lifting, etc., etc. Yeah. But um, it's still an entertainment-based thing. So this Red Rocket was possibly the most unentertaining event I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> we had we had a crowd full in the stadium for this event, and within forty, the event went for like an hour, and it was just watching guys lift a, a rocket off the ground an inch, not even an inch, like a centimeter. Yeah. People sitting in the crowd going. I can see it's a lot of weight, but what are they doing? Yeah. Look like we're trying to hump the air with a rocket between our legs. You know, so it's... Uh, events like that are always weird. Yeah. But like I said, you can you can make it any event. I've seen the guys carry sacks in water. I've seen them throw, like, big logs, the cable toss over stuff. I've seen them, I've seen them paint Atlas stones the same as pool balls. So you've got like a, a five ball, a yeah. six ball, and an eight ball is the last one. Like, you can do anything, man. Like if you told me to, you could make a giant laptop. Yeah. If Apple came on and said, hey, man, we're going to sponsor a strongman event, you have to lift a giant laptop. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, because for the, um, just like, yeah, for whoever sponsors the events, I'm yeah. sure there's, there's just like random. Well, they do have like a front hold, which is basically holding something length armed out in front yeah and the perfect one for that is a battery car battery yeah or a truck battery yeah so they sponsors just go we'll get a truck battery sponsor for 10 grand yeah if you hold our batteries out in front done yeah that makes sense yeah i think the um the atlas the atlas stones i think that's like got to be one of the manliest sports (laughs) (laughs) it's it's just like so barbaric like just a big rock just holding it to your chest and it's probably the one that most people know besides the truck ball but it's the one that most people uh, in in our game in the strongman game know because it's the most it's that when that came when that was started back in the god knows what century um, it was the test of manhood. That's what they did in Scotland. In, yeah. in, um, in Iceland, they had a similar thing where the Husafelt stone is what it's called. Is this big 180 kilo rock that you have to pick up and carry. But the story goes that the farmer's daughter in Iceland yeah. was the girl that carried the stone all the way around the house. That's how it works. So okay. it's a stone that sits out the front of this old house. But yeah. the story goes, the daughter was able to carry it around the house. How far can you carry it? Yeah. And if you can do the whole distance, you become a man. Yeah. Scotland, not Scotland was different. Scotland was uh, the round stones, which is actually called the McGlashan stones, which is what we know as Atlas stones, loaded onto a wall or something at waist height. Yeah. So for you, waist height's a lot higher than what waist height is for me. Yeah. But you had to put the stone onto your lap and put the stone onto the platform or the wall, beg your pardon, or whatever, and you got to wear a feather in your cap, which means you were a man, right. basically. So a lot of the events like that have a, a quite a solid meaning behind them. Yeah. But um, the Atlas Stones, yeah, it's probably the most, I don't know, yeah, manly, stupid um, <laughs> event. Like, I've got scars that will never go away, and I have not lifted a stone in six months and they're still there and that one there that scar there was there when i was 19 yeah so what kind of 
injuries have you had from from considering how long I've done training in weightlifting and then wrestling before that strongman now the worst injury I've ever had was probably the injury I've got now and I wouldn't really call it a bad injury I'd call it a chronic injury not a bad one it's just there all the time yeah so Russia 2016 we competed um to over two days and I went to a, a gym owned by a famous weightlifter named Dmitry Klokov and um me being me there was a big yoke which is the event we put over our shoulders and carry and uh, I've got the Australian record for that and I thought to myself oh yeah I feel pretty good let's load that yoke up oh you know I'm going to set a record that high in the gym that no one will get close to it in Russia yeah load up 500 kilos I felt okay and then I got about five steps in and something went squish and I could hear it in my ear and I dumped the dumped the yoke and down the side of my neck trap and everything just went tight yeah and pain and I felt like a lightning bolt went down my spine I'm like, oh no that's not good um so for probably the last two years I've been dealing with that it's 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 not a real bad injury it's just a bone that's pushed left kind of there's no bulge. There's no bulge disc or anything like that. Yeah. You know, I've got slight little bulges in all my discs from what I've done to myself. There's no, there's always little bulges everywhere in people's backs anyway. Yeah. You know, so it's nothing serious, but it's just a niggling injury I've had for ages. I did my first squats the other day in seven months. Oh, wow. My first back squat. I can front squat, I just can't back squat. Yeah. Um, so that's probably the worst injury I've done. Like I said, I heard it go squish and that was nasty. Um, I, I get patella tendonitis in my knees and um, you know I've been very lucky I haven't really torn anything like I've seen some nasty nasty things go I've seen snap biceps and snap quadriceps and I've seen a snap Achilles and that's one of my biggest fears is a snap Achilles because that's such a highly strong area yeah. in your body they say that it like uh, rolls up your leg yeah oh yeah oh mate it, and the noise it makes yeah. I thought somebody had a shotgun yeah it just went bang and we're all like yeah and then you see the guy on the ground you're like oh no um what else I've seen torn tries um fuck, I've seen a lot of injuries it's that um that was crazy with uh, Kobe Bryant um when he did his Achilles yeah um he had to shoot the free throws Oh, um, snapped and, Achilles, and he went, went and just iced both of them, and then walked off the court. It's ridiculous. Didn't even grimace like he's just he's a oh, warrior, man. <laughs> it's it's just nuts, and that's guys at that level, man. Yeah. It's just guys at that level. There was a same same type of thing. This guy in uh, Austrian dude, Martin Wildeimer, same deal. Was doing farmers walks, snapped his Achilles the event before, and still did the farmers walk. So he's got. 150 kilos each hand. Yeah. Walking with it. That's crazy. Same deal. Same as Kobe. Like, you just sit there going, how does that not just hurt so much? Yeah. Yeah. You know? and like They're said, just I'm, locked in. They're on another planet with their, their mentality, these guys. And that just makes a, a good athlete to a Kobe Bryant, which yeah. is just not a normal athlete. Yeah. You know, just so far behind or so far ahead mentally. Yeah. Because if I snap my Achilles, I would be. Oh, I'd be on the ground. Yeah, I'd yeah. not be taken for it. But he's like, he's just a, he's a psycho man. Like, mm. like, um, you know, wins a, wins a championship and you know goes and s- is shooting shots while everyone's celebrating. You know, he's just what. It's just an extreme athlete. Because yeah. you spent some time overseas. Yeah, five years in America. And so again, you would have noticed the big difference between ball there, oh, and ball here. Absolutely, yeah. Just as a mindset. Yeah, yeah. I can only imagine what those guys would have been like, especially to play. Yeah. Because you you did college. Yeah, yeah. Played against a lot of guys that are in the in the league now. So um, yeah, man, you yeah. know what it's like. And they're just yeah, and you you can tell you can tell playing against them. You're like, oh, he's you know he's to he's to the league for sure. Like, mm. <laughs> easy. And it's like I said, there's the big difference between maybe even Australia. Of a lot of other countries, we are such a relaxed place, yeah. which is great. But as an athlete point of view, especially athletes, um, you know, that's not swimmers, yeah, and like that, we sort of. I guess we don't struggle that much. Our basketball side's pretty good, I assume. Yeah. So, I guess in a lot of other sports, we tend to struggle yeah. a lot with our relaxed attitude. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, <clears throat> it's funny like doing 
some stuff with Navy SEALs in that mm. um in the, in the preseason. They they just, just in the US. Yeah, yeah. You so do stuff with the Navy SEALs when you're playing ball. No, they yeah. So we had some Navy SEALs come in and run us through our preseason. Wow. Yeah, and like they're yeah, just the way that they think um, because. You know their their jobs life life and death. Yeah, and so they know that you can push your body further than what your mind is telling you. Mm. So they're just like they're just like when you when you're tired right now, that's just your brain because your body's not tired, and and they so when you're where you feel like you're at a hundred percent, they're they're saying that you're eighty percent, and you you've got another twenty percent to give. Like, but you're you're your brain's trying to protect your body by like telling you to, uh, it's just amazing. Cause yeah. you, you, it's funny. You put it, you put it like that and you go, well, Hey, if you were to do a 10 K run and some dude rocked up with a shotgun yeah, and said, I'm going to shoot you in five seconds, you're going to put out an extra yeah. little bit to get away <laughs> from it. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, especially for those guys too. Cause like you said, theirs is life and death Yeah, for us, man. If I, I don't know if I drop a, an Atlas stone, well, well, there's always another comp. Yeah, yeah, that's and, it. Or you miss a shot. Well, yeah. you know, there's always another shot to be had. Yeah. Um, for them, <laughs> yeah, a bullet goes past your head. Well, they're usually a pretty good shot who's shooting at yeah. you. So it's life or death yeah. more so. But that would be nuts. Oh, that would be amazing. Absolutely awesome. I'm sure yeah. that would have that made some sort of indent on your life. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> it gives you the the perspective that you gain from that is mm. just um like second to none it's it really gives you yeah different different perspectives so you go out you go out and lose a game and you know get get down on yourself or like you you think you're tired mm. and it's just like these these guys don't know what tired is like they nah. yeah and yeah like you said there's that extra 20 percent to give yeah. which they give which I wouldn't know what the hell it feels like to give that extra 20%. Yeah, oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It'd be just so extreme, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and, but you you did powerlifting before you started the strongman stuff, is that? Um, for me, my, my background started as wrestling when I was 14. Okay. No, less, 13. I started wrestling at Flinders Uni and then um, took up weightlifting at school and then obviously I can remember you guys at Sassy when I was young. Yeah, yeah, I remember So I was doing weightlifting at Sassy yeah. when you guys were probably paying ball there. Yeah. Because we're about the same age anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my start into into strength sport was weightlifting when I was 16. Right. But I'd wrestled before that at Flinders Uni. Not the pro wrestling stuff, but the amateur stuff you see the Olympics mm-hmm. with the nice tights and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so I did that when I was younger and then went into weightlifting and then um, took up strongman after that. But um, I did weightlifting for um, at least five years before I took up strongman. You know, when I was younger, um, I've done powerlifting. Yeah. Like I've done squat, bench, and dead powerlifting, snatch, clean and jerk weightlifting. Yeah. I've done Highland Games. I've done. I've done a CrossFit comp. It's horrible. You've done a CrossFit comp. <laughs> I, I was one thirty-five kilos doing a CrossFit comp. I was knackered. Jesus. I um. Uh, we did a we did we did a team one because one of the one of the um, uh, CrossFit clubs here was going to the US for games, and they needed to raise money, so they ran a, a CrossFit comp, and I got one of the boys said, "Do you want to do it?" And I'm like, "Mate, really? Seriously, mate? I couldn't do a kipping chin up if I pull the bar down before yeah. I get back <laughs> up to it." And um, he's like, "No, no, no. There's no there's no gymnastics." I'm like, "Ah." Oh. So what are the events? He goes, there's wall balls, which is squatting and throwing the ball up against the wall. Yeah. Then there was uh, box jumps. So they were together. And then there was uh, aero bike. So that was one thing. Then there was a three rep max front squat. I'm like, yes. <laughs> That's good. Uh, then there was uh, one more exercise. That's right. Calories on a bike. So there was four members of a team and there's four different calories you had to pick. So one guy'd run out, bang, 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 do, his, do the calories, race back, tag the next one, jumps on, bang, 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 okay. bang, bang, calories. So you go through all four members. Yeah. Um, f- 
the three rep front squat we killed because yep. you'd think you'd, yep. a weightlifter or a strongman should win that the fitness one with the box jumps and the wall balls we did awesome on the wall balls we were leading after the wall balls and the box jumps came in and then we went back and then the we just got to the oh we had clean and strict press or clean and overhead press it was like 20 kilos or 25 kilos but it was like 100 reps wow so <laughs> so the weight for me I was like yeah, and then my lactic acid and yeah, blood. Yeah. I felt like I was a bodybuilder. I was like, I can't move the bar anymore. Yeah. So we dropped back on that, and then we didn't finish it. So we got caned at that one, and then um, the calorie bike did awesome, but I started going the wrong way. So I didn't push forward. I went backwards. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I've gone out there and gone hard, and everyone's like, "No, wrong way." <laughs> Ah! so I've had to scram the brake and switch it the other way around so um, that was my that was my introduction to a CrossFit comp and I got gastro that night too. Oh. so I went from not eating all day thinking I was going to vomit at the CrossFit comp to getting gastro and having a doctor come out and give me the shot to yeah. stop vomiting wow yeah so my introduction to CrossFit was terrible and I'll never do it again I think that's the only um the only way to be introduced to CrossFit, isn't it? Oh, it is just mate, a terrible. It ruined sport. me. I cannot even. I, oh, just watching it, I feel sick. Or, like you know how sometimes I've got it on TV, like the the games. Uh, yeah. yeah the, oh man, I'm just like sitting there feeling <clears throat> feeling sick watching those. The guys, guys at the top. Yeah. Right at the top, they're really good. The guys, the top one, two, three in the world are, are really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah it just looks so it looks dangerous the the um technique on those those chin-ups it's funny you, you sort of got to look at it from multiple points of views like you look at it you know like i've done events where my technique goes to absolute crap yeah doing fitness work like that but that's kind of what their sport's about yeah so if you look at it from their point of view it, it makes sense. You look at it from a purist point of view yeah. or someone like yourself from a gym background, especially a sport gym background where your coach has told you to do everything perfectly. Yeah. You sort of sit there and cringe. Yeah. Like, I, like to be honest, man, I've sat there and cringed at plenty of CrossFit things. Yeah. Cringed. But like I said, I look at the top guys. There's a, a few top guys in Adelaide too. A guy by the name of James Newbury. Mate, I've watched him do snatches. And they're perfect. Yeah. They're stunning lifts. And then the guys in Europe and, and the US. But again, there's a big difference, as we were talking about before, with athletes from the top guys in the world who <clears throat> go out and seek advice mm. from the top lifters. So I was very fortunate enough to have James Newbury and um, Tia Claire Toomey, who is actually the world's fittest woman now. She won. Oh, wow. She won the games last year. She came and trained here in Adelaide with James, and James asked if they could come to where I coach and mm-hmm. do some strongman with me because I had a few strongman in events. Yeah. So I said, yeah, of course, come down and I'll coach you. And of course, when you're at that top level, you don't just do everything that everyone else does. They don't, trust me, those top guys don't go out and just do the same things everyone else does. They go and seek out the best yeah. gymnast coach, the best weightlifting coach, the best this coach, the best that coach. And they bring everything together. And that's what makes them so good. You random Joe on the street who does CrossFit for the sake of just getting fitter doesn't. They just get a coach that thinks they know what they're doing. Or, you know, they might to a certain extent, but they don't have the real depth coaching. You know, that's why I was honored when James and Tia said, can I come learn some strongman from you? I said, of course, no problem. I'd be happy to help you. You know, but those top ones... They go out and find the best coaches yeah. to coach them. That's why they're that good. No ifs, that's or buts. But again, when you're at that top level, you're making good money. So I don't know what the first prize is for CrossFit Games. It's huge. Yeah, it would like be. Like half a mil? It's, yeah, it's huge. It's, it's so popular now. Yeah, everyone yeah. does it. Yeah. Everyone does it. I, again, going back to when we were younger at, at the Institute, unless you learned weightlifting at the institute you weren't learning it anywhere else yeah you know and it's just grown so much it's everywhere yeah absolutely everywhere and 
I have a feeling like it's starting to level off because that F forty five is now starting mm. to get pretty big. Yeah, um, they're everywhere. F forty five. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're the right. next version of CrossFit. Yeah. Man. What is it? Forty five fitness. Or? Fitness in forty five minutes. Yeah. yeah, like they're the next version of it. You yeah, know? that's the next thing. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they do with a lot of other sports too. Like you. Are they going to start doing the same thing for other sports with maybe with AFL? They'll do so differently. The AFL X or something where it was like 45, which was like a half of football with six players on the field and some like different rules and on a square field rather than a. Oh, okay. So, like I said, there's, yeah, there's a whole lot of yeah, different like things. Like that big bash cricket league. Yeah. Well, yeah. Absolutely. They're going to bring it in with ball? What do you reckon? With basketball, you reckon they'll bring something different with that? Um. Oh, well, they did a, like, three-on-three tournament in America. Uh, when was that? Maybe a few months ago. Or oh, that one where they bounced? Oh, the slam ball, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, like, I don't know if it's still, like, a league, but, like, in Europe, that was, like... Was that, that serious? Real, real sport, yeah. Like... Wow! Yeah. <laughs> that always looked intense. I was like, whoa, they're caning each other. Yeah, they go yeah, in they like, oh, each other, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go, mate. That's your next. Yeah, that's yeah. your next step, man. Get the podcast going, and then go to Europe and just start smacking people around. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, slam ball. But yeah, they had they had like a three on three tournament. It was called the Big Three, and it was all um, like uh, mostly like retired players. And yeah, I was about to say, was there any big name players from now, or was it mostly retired? I'm not sure. Like, but they're all they're all dudes that still like they've still got it. Like, so. Um, it's pretty impressive, and I can and they're playing for 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 money as well. Like there's there was a prize. I think um, Ice Cube developed it. Of course, so, man, yeah, the yeah. man. Yeah, he's got his finger in a few pies. Of course, so. he's the man. I love Ice Cube. Yeah, he's <laughs> awesome. But it, it's funny like that. You you know the the way they're trying to expand sport like that. Yeah. really cool ideas and really out there especially with society being the way it is yeah short sure attention spans that's, that's exactly what I was about to say the the attention spans so if you shorten games or like just change them frequently people still um, pay attention well the money is so big in the in like NBA money's big soccer money's big money's huge in those things even golf too but yeah. I don't know how golf stays trendy because that you need a long attention span for that. Yeah, yeah. But um, you can only imagine with a sh- you know like with shorter attention spans, the the cricket big bash is a perfect example of how much money that would pull in. Yeah, just big dollars. The IPL in India, I think some Aussie players are going for like seven million dollars for f- four weeks or eight weeks. Wow. Yeah, man. I'm- do you want to take up cricket? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get out there. And the, uh, what they call the whites. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mate. It just you know go. Don on the whites and your baggy green and yeah, you're that's sweet. It. But yeah. again, there's just such big money in that type of stuff. Yeah. It's big money. So uh, maybe I should have taken up something different than strongman. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there any any um, like charities or anything you want to plug? You said Variety, Cancer Council. Dude, I'll plug anyone I can, man. Yeah. That's what I'm all about. I look, like I said, with me personally, I'm... I'm also lucky to have just such good people around me. My sponsors are just wicked. Like, I'm so lucky to have, like, my Cairo Dr. Brandon, who's been looking after me for a long time. My masseuse, Paul Zabinski, who looks after the 36ers and a few other guys as well. You know, I get cryotherapy. I don't know if you've ever had that done before. No, I haven't. But whenever you're ready, yeah. let me know and you can come in with me. All right. With At minus 110 in the city on Hutt Street. Yeah. Mate, it is awesome. Um, Mitch Creek. Yes. He plays 36ers. Yep. Him and one of the other boys, they come in there all the time. Oh, okay. So they love it. Minus 110's awesome, man. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And like I said, with obviously where I train, the two gyms I coach out of is um, 6 for 6 weightlifting club in Mount Barker. Uh, CrossFit Hilltop I work out of and Holland Performance is my gym where I train uh, my crew, the big gym crew out of there. And... Um, Look, like I said, I'm just really, really lucky, man. I've got my like I've said, my overseas sponsors as well, like Clock Off Equipment and Flex Fitness Equipment and the Wad Life and, and so many other people, man, like Gentech Nutrition who give me my um, supplements and all that. I'm, I'm very lucky, man, very, very lucky, and I couldn't be where I am or done what I have done in my career without them. I've been very lucky to, like I said, travel. Um, I've won a lot of shows. I've lost a lot of shows. Yeah. Um, I've been beaten and... You know, in 
in lots of comps, but I've won lots of comps and, and you know, I'm very lucky. If I didn't have my sponsors, my family, my help and, you know, and guys like yourself, you know, doing the podcasting stuff and, and radio stuff and, and TV stuff, guys like yourself, man, without you guys, I don't get my voice heard and, and it's I appreciate it. Yeah. You know, at any time, man, you know, always happy to talk about the controversial stuff like drugs in sport. I'm always big on that type yeah. of stuff, uh, you know, so... Yeah, no, more than happy to talk to, to 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 people and help out other people because it helps me out too. Yeah, always does. Man. Yeah, always good. does. So, yeah, well, man. thanks for uh, thanks for coming though, dude. Man, it's very good. happy to. Like yeah. I said, I could probably I could talk all day, man. Yeah. Like, I said, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm so easy to, to talk to about whatever, man, because again, I've done this sport for so so long. Like, yeah, man, if there was ever anything that you had controversially in mind you wanted to talk about, or if somebody listens into your podcast and wants to hear something different about what strong men do or whatever yeah man more than happy to chat and right. I've got heaps of other people too yeah absolutely great man. no all good man all right. more than happy brother cheers what did I say do I ever steer you wrong? I did steer you wrong a little bit um money maker Mitch has informed me that I should have delved deeper into the uh the steroid saga but um i will i think i'll have him back i think i'll have him back to uh bust that wide open no bruno no bruno um yeah i think i'll have him back so we can discuss that get some get a bit more juice think i got a bit soft on the questions there but that's all right he's a good guy and that was so much fun good chat um good education And uh, make sure you tune in this Saturday for your next episode of Welcome to the Party. Bang, bang.